Welcome to the October 21st, 2022 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we will be going over Proverb 21. But before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in store for them today. Lord, help everyone realize how much you truly love each and everyone listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverb 21, beginning in verse 1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the hearts. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. A haughty look, a proud heart, and the plowing of the wicked are sin. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty, but those of everyone who is hasty surely to poverty. Getting treasures by a lying tongue is the fleeting fantasy of those who seek death. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. The way of a guilty man is perverse, but as for the pure, his work is right. Better to dwell in a corner of a housetop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. The soul of the wicked desires evil. His neighbor finds no favor in his eyes. When the scoffer is punished, the simple is made wise. But when the wise is instructed, he receives knowledge. The righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. A gift in secret pacifies anger, and a bribe behind the back strong wrath. It is a joy for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. A man who wanders from the way of understanding will rest in the assembly of the dead. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. The wicked shall be a ransom for the righteous and the unfaithful for the upright. Better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and angry woman. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. He who follows righteousness and mercy finds life, righteousness, and honor. A wise man scales the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. A proud and haughty man, scoffer is his name, he acts with arrogant pride. 
The desire of the lazy man kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he brings it with wicked intent? A false witness shall perish, but the man who hears him will speak endlessly. A wicked man hardens his face, but as for the upright, he establishes his way. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Friends, today is Friday, and uh, I like to try to give a passage of Scripture that will truly bless you. But today, I'm going to take a little bit different twist. Um, I'm going to go over a very um, important story that there's a lot of good lessons to learn from, and it comes from the book of Esther. But we're going to look at verse 7 today. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. So today I'm going to take just a little bit of time to talk about people who are wicked. And in our story today, we're going to talk about a man named Haman. And Haman, this is... Many years ago, and uh, King Ahasuerus has just promoted him, and he is basking in his glory. But we are going to begin in chapter 3, and it says, After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. And all of the king's servants who were within the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Haman. For so the king had commanded concerning him. But Mordecai would not bow or pay homage. The first thing I want to go over today is do not take offense. And friends, I'm here to tell you, not everyone is going to like you if you get promoted. Some people, for whatever reason, they may be envious, but not everyone is going to rejoice if something good happens to you. And I want to go over a couple scriptures that talk about this. Luke, in chapter 6, verse 27 It says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Okay, so we're taking this to an extreme. Here we know that not only is somebody not going to like you, but some people are not going to like anything about you being promoted. And I also want to go over Isaiah 41.10. And this is such a powerful scripture. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous 
right hand. So what Isaiah is telling us is even if no one rejoices with us, God is with us, and promotion comes from above. The Bible tells us that. When you are promoted, God is there promoting you. Let's go to chapter 5 of Esther, and we're going to begin in verse 9. So Haman has not learned his lesson, and says, So Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, and that he did not stand or tremble before him, he was filled with indignation against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home, and he sent and called for his friends and his wife Zeresh. Then Haman told them of his great riches, the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him, and how he had advanced him above all the officials and servants of the king. Moreover, Haman said, besides, Queen Esther invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared, and tomorrow I am again invited by her along with the king. Yet all this avails me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows be made fifty cubits high, and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, so that he had the gallows made. The second thing I want to go over is do not judge. And Haman judged Mordecai. And when he inquired and found out that Mordecai was a Jew, not only did he decide that he wanted to get rid of Mordecai, he actually arranged with the king to totally annihilate all of the Jews that were in that area. Every single Jew. And so this is kind of like a racial thing. It's, he, he just had an issue. It's one thing having a bad feeling about one person, but he wanted to get rid of anyone that was like him. Let's continue in chapter 6, at the beginning, verse 1. That night, the king could not sleep. So one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bichthana and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on King Ahasuerus. Then the king said, What honor or dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? I'm going to paraphrase what happens next. So basically, what happens next is the king f says, 
Let's see what could be done. I know what you could do is have a horse that the king has ridden on and a robe that the king has worn and you stick it on the person to whom you want to give honor and then parade that person around the whole town and let everybody know that the king delights in someone who does something good. And Haman is actually ecstatic over this because he thinks that the king is going to do this for him. And then he finds out that he's going to do it to Mordecai, who he absolutely hates. And not only is Mordecai going to be drawn around the village, but the king makes Haman hold on to the reins of the horse, and he is the one that actually does the, the bidding of the king. So he is the one that is bringing Mordecai around. Talk about irony. This is really good. And the third thing I want to go over is your plans may end up turning on you. And I want to go over Proverbs 26, 27, because this is very clear. It says, whoever digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone will have it roll back on him. Now, I want to get to the closing of this story because this is the best part. Up to this point, the king did not know that Mordecai was a Jew. So let's go to chapter 7, beginning in verse 3. Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition, and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So King Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he, and where is he, who would dare presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. And here is Haman before the king at this banquet. Imagine what is going through his mind. So Haman was terrified before the king and queen. Then the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden. But Haman stood before Queen Esther, pleading for his life, for he saw that evil was determined against him by the king. When the king returned from the palace garden to the palace of the banquet of wine, Haman had fallen across the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, Will he also assault the queen while I am in the house? As the word left 
the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And whenever that happened, that means that person is going to be executed. Now Harbona, one of the eunuchs, said to the king, Look, the gallows, fifty cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on the king's behalf, is standing at the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's wrath subsided. Friends, let's go back to our verse today in Proverbs 21, verse 7. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. There are many things that we can take from this story. Haman took offense, so much so that he was willing to exterminate an entire race of people. He was judging because he simply did not bow before him. Talk about being full of yourself. And the third thing, if you mean harm on people, many times it will come back on you. So many things to learn from this lesson. Hopefully, this story has blessed you. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if you have never taken that step, please repeat a simple prayer after me. Father God, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to earth. Jesus, thank you that you came to earth. You set a good example of how we can live our lives every day. You chose never to sin. However, you were still willing to die on a cross for anyone listening to this podcast today. Because you died on that cross, all of our sins have been forgiven. Jesus, thank you for that. Because of this, you have put us in right standing with you. Jesus, thank you so much for your mercy and your goodness. I invite you into my heart. I invite you to take over my life, to lead me and guide me from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if anyone said that prayer today, please send me a quick email at Kelly. K-E-L-L-E-Y-0807 at protonmail.com. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, I speak blessing over you, on your family, on your children. Have a blessed weekend. And please, rejoin me on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.